0: We've been talking since the summertime when we have had, when we had our 25 year anniversary. We've been here 25 plus years now, and told you this year that we would we're going to continue to talk about what the next 25 years look like, especially for the rest of this year and, and, and what our purpose, what our plan is, you know and, and why we're here and what, what we're doing here and, and you know what what is you know what is life really all about in regards to the word of god why why do we need this why do we need church and coming together and hearing certain things and and you know there's so much else going on today on planet earth there's so many things going on everybody's busy there's so many opportunities to connect to so many other kinds of things and and, and a lot of it's good stuff you know but what would we do what would happen in our lives and and what do people do today that have no word and so i find myself making sure that i spend enough time in worldly situations to be able to number one appreciate what i have but but what i have is not just for me but also to value what I have and, and be in a position to give that out into other people's lives. You, you and I are not here just for our families and you know we thank God for families, we promote families, we believe in family because God created family. Amen? But strong families make strong churches and when churches are strong because of strong families, it creates strong community. Right? And, and, and the church's position... Here at Gates of the City, our desire is to love God and to love people and to make disciples. Great commandment, great commission, we've talked about that, but you'll continue to hear me talk about it for days, weeks, months, and years to come, because that's what we're here for. Love God, love people, and to make disciples. <clears throat> and... Um, But constantly we've got to be reminded of it so that we don't get locked in and, and, and find ourselves looking inward instead of looking outward. You know, we, we look inward to judge ourselves. Judgment begins in the house of God and your temple is the house of God. The Bible says that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, so your temple, your person, is the house of God. Judgment begins in there. So we look inward to judge ourselves, but if you're, all you ever do is judge yourself, and you know, you're looking at mistakes you've made, and you feel bad about yourself, and you're always you know, feeling like you're pulling a ball and chain around, you know, and you're, you're so unworthy, and you're worthless, and, and you know, you're no good because of the mistakes. I mean, there's not anybody sitting in here today that is good. God's good, and we've, we've attached ourselves and joined ourselves to him, so he said we're good, right? He said we're righteous. He said we're with him. He's on top, and he said, you're with me, and I say yes, Amen. right? I'm, I'm where he is. I'm connected to him. I'm righteous because of what he accomplished. Not a one of us are righteous or have anything to boast about except God alone, but in him We can boast and give Him glory, but if you don't realize that that's where all those kind of things come from, sometimes we get things twisted and we misunderstand and we blame people and we blame God and we blame circumstances in life because because we've not created a strong and a deep foundation of understanding what we're here for, What, what does God really want me focused on? You know, in, in this day and hour, where does God really want your time and attention in regards to Him? And, and, and so, periodically, as, as I've said, we just talk about some of the basics, and the title of my message today is The Basics. And um, I have something I want to I wanna share with you, but I'm not sharing it with you till next week. And... Uh, i got to lay a little bit of foundation so I can share the, the, the truth of this message. And, you know, no message that's preached is original because nothing's original. It all started with God. So next week I'm preaching a message on the basics of faith and what faith is and what it looks like And how it really operates but the three other things I'm going to share with you today if you don't understand these then faith won't work and faith isn't a machine that you put a quarter in to try to make it work faith doesn't work because you make enough confessions and faith doesn't work just because you did something right one day when you could have done wrong no doing right is part of the package deal (laughs) we're empowered to do right we don't have to do wrong we choose whether we do right or wrong but we don't have to do wrong we get to do right and we're empowered to do right and so having faith in god and trusting god is something that a lot of times can be misunderstood i don't care how long you've been saved But you can have ideas and thoughts and you can have stuff still in your foundation that is a little shaky that needs to be strengthened. And so we need the basics taught in our lives so that we know who we are, that we're living and operating on planet earth, being who God needs us to be because God wants people saved and healed and delivered and prosperous and advancing. That's what he wants with planet earth. And I just tell you today, there's all kinds of ideas, there's all kinds of other thought processes that go on that, that where, where people think that God and life is about a whole bunch of other things. And, and that's why you've got to be confident why you're here on planet Earth and what your purpose and your plan and your destiny is. And without a foundation, you can build, you can build the structure of thoughts and ideas, but if there's no foundation, First wind of or storm of change or different ideas come along, boy, you start swaying. Then someone says something else, and then you sway the other way. Then someone gets mad at you, and you get ticked off, and, and you get an unforgiveness, and you move this way, and back and forth, and back and forth. Why? Because there's no solid foundation. And foundation is just not based on what you think you know. But Scripture says, I think it was Peter said this, he says, or maybe Paul said this, or maybe John or Matthew, no, not. <clears throat> but, but one of those guys said this. He said, if any man thinks he knows anything, let him think he knows nothing as he ought to know it. Paul said that. If any man thinks he knows anything, let him think he knows, let, let him have the attitude that he knows nothing the way he needs to know it. And then the apostle Peter said this, as long as I'm in my earthly body, I'm going to stir you up in remembrance of the things that you think you know. So, today is one of those messages of stirring you up with things that you think you know. Or maybe you're here and you've never even heard this. So, either way, I'm going to stir you up. So, three things, three basic areas of life that have to be developed. Number one, you must be born again. Uh, no, duh. If, you know, if you've been around here. Number two, you must change your thinking. And number three, you must hear your voice so that number four, as we talk about next week, can kick in. You can understand what faith is and you can understand what faith looks like. You can understand what faith is and what it looks like and you can truly operate in it. Amen? So... Just a, just a few scriptures to remind us of some things that are important about the basics. John 3, verse 6. <clears throat> he said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you that you must be born the second time. So, if you're born of the flesh, then you're of the flesh. And then if you're born of the Spirit, your flesh is now connected to the Spirit. And the Spirit of God and your spirit are one. And we understand that, and we need to know that, and we need to believe in that. Then, in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, it says, If any man... What does it say? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away and everything is what? It's brand new. Everything. But something that's important about the basics of God is that you believe that that's, that verse of Scripture there is not just a one-time thing, but it's an everyday thing. And and part of being born again and born of the Spirit of God and realizing That the Spirit of God is ever present, what He's revealing to you and showing you so much of the time is that the things or the thoughts that come to your mind that are not true, He's reminding you to cast those thoughts away. See, if if any man is in Christ, He's a new creation. Everything that's happened from 30 seconds ago back. Is passed away. There's nothing you can do about the past. The other day I saw saw this statement that said, long after you're gone from this earth physically, you will live on through social media. Everything that you've ever Twittered or that you've ever put on Facebook or you've ever texted Cannot be removed. (laughs) So beware. (laughs) But in God, old things are passed away. And everything is brand new. Amen. Hmm? Everything. It's not like social media. That which is born of social media is social media. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. And old things are passed away, and everything is brand new. So here's what's amazing about that, though. In the spirit realm, words have power. And when you release words, they're out there. The deal with it is, they're not, those words are not held against you when you understand that you're born again and those things are passed away and that you can repent for things that you've said or done that were not good. But the things you've said and done that are right, they're working for you. Amen? It's a win-win with God, win-win. But we, we must be born again and we must understand what born again is. Old things are passed away and behold, everything is new, so we don't have to live under the bondage and the condemnation of guilt and shame and things that the enemy tries to tell us. We don't have to live under that because it's in the past. Is there consequences for things of the past? Yes, but God even removes the consequences when we walk in righteousness and obedience like we were talking about during the offering when we walk in that revelation of that I'm the righteousness of God, old things are passed away, everything's brand new, I've made mistakes, but God's forgiven me. And if that's true, if that's really true, and I'm not believing that, then I have a right to that, but yet it's not working for me. And I have to remind myself, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us every day old things are passed away. That's one of the Huge benefits. Yeah, we're connected to God when we're born again, but down here on planet Earth, that's one of the huge benefits that we have of being born again is that the old stuff doesn't have to rule and determine our future. Our future can be determined by what God says today. Amen? Whatever God's telling you today can rule your future if you believe that you're born again and and that the Spirit of God is on the inside of you and that old things are passed away. Amen? Amen? And I really like this verse, First Peter one, First Peter one, and verse twenty three. Having been born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God which lives and it abides, how long? Forever. Forever. The word of God is like social media. It never goes away. Hmm? They've tried to stamp it out, burn it out, shut it out, but it's out there. And it will never pass away. Having been then... You and I have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God. Now, like I told you, we're going to talk about faith next week and its operation and how it works. But faith won't work without me embracing the fact that I've been born again by the incorruptible seed of the word. So if that if that's if that's true, then the and 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 if the Bible not if the Bible is, the Bible is true and the Bible says this that we are being saved daily. We are being born again daily, but not my spirit, it's not my spirit that's being born again daily, it's my soul that's being saved. And, and that soul salvation is a renewing process. So my born-again spiritual connection is one thing, but my born-again soulish connection is something else. I'm born again, I'm born again, not of corruptible seed, not, not what was done in the natural realm, but incorruptible seed. That's the seed of the living word. Jesus was the living word, and what he accomplished delivered me and what he accomplished is in the pages of this book if you and I believe that it is and daily the pages of this book are saving me renewing me making me whole and giving me confidence what I can do and what I can accomplish on the on this earth and I just tell you right now you're not here for yourself once this becomes what I'm talking to you once the the basics become foundation in your heart you're not here for you you're on planet Earth to help other people. I was in Austin the last two days on Friday and Saturday at the Formula One races at the Circuit of the Americas, and uh, I got two of my brothers that f- come in every year for Formula One, and so you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not Formula One savvy. I don't have the Formula One lingo, you know, but I've I've learned about Formula One because I listen to them. So I'm kind of one of those annoying people, you know, when you're when you're somewhere and you're taking somebody like to a basketball game and they don't know anything about basketball, and you can't watch the game because now what what are they doing and what's that called and what's that look like and. Where, 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 where? You know, so I was one of those annoying people. Okay, said, so "Who's this guy, and what, why are they doing this? And is, is this like indie cars, I and mean, do they race this way? And they, you know all this." And so, I mean, I've done this the last two years now with them. And so, uh, I so I'm I'm there, and you know, many opportunities come your way when you realize you're not here just for yourself. I'm not. I'm not just going somewhere that really I don't have the time to do, actually. I don't have the time to do it, but I need to be with my brothers. And then I need to be with, around all the people that they're connected to. And, and because I'm not here for myself. See, if I just did it, if I had time, I wouldn't do it. But when God says, I need you to be there, then he needs me there for a specific reason. And, and I need to be there for my brothers for one huge reason, but I need to be there for some of the other people that were there. And, and, and you just know why you're on the planet for the opportunities that come your way. And, and, and do we seize those opportunities or do we neglect those opportunities because we're so focused inward and about ourselves and the things that are going on in our own lives? Or are we open to be used by God because these basics have become foundation? And when the basics are foundation, then they work through you to the good of others. And that's how people get saved and healed and delivered. That's how people advance. That's how people prosper. It's how they go forward, you know. In, in the world is lots of tribulation, so you're going to, you know, the more you do for other people, the more you'll find yourself tribulating. Because all of a sudden you become a bullseye in the enemy's camp because now you're helping other people. And as long, if you he do, don't care whether you're born again or not, just stay busy with yourself. Because then no one else other than you will get ministered to or saved or things will work in their life. Just stay busy about yourself, focused inward, and and he he won't mess with you like he does when you start helping other people. Well, is that good news, Pastor? (laughs) So I don't know if I want to help anybody else or not. But see, you know, God doesn't tribulate you. Tribulation's in the world. Jesus said, in the world there is much tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the tribulation, right? All the tribulating stuff, the difficulties, and all those things, I've overcome them. But does that mean that the things won't come to you? No. That means when you find yourself tribulating and and facing things and tests and trials, that means he will become who he's created who he already is, he'll become that in that situation through you. That's why we can't be afraid of difficult things coming our way. but, But if you don't understand the fact that you must be born again, and then you don't understand the importance of the renewing process, we've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the living and the active and the working word of God. That's how we've been born again. We've been saved and born again of, that, of the seed of that. So as that's working in my life and I'm making sure that the seed of the word is in there, my mind is being transformed and changed on a day-to-day basis. Romans, and, and this is number two of, of the three things that I mentioned to you about, about changing your thinking Romans 12 and verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. The Amplified says, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and new attitudes. That's the whole born-again, day-to-day process that we have to be absolutely convinced of. And today, today you can make a determination. You can, you can be determined within yourself yourself. That I'm going to live by faith and not by what I see. Say that. I live by faith and not by what I see. Say it again. I live by faith and not by what I see. So you can make a determination today that you're going to live by faith and not by what you see like you never have before. Maybe you've not even understood what that was like, so today's the day to start. Maybe you've known that up here in your head, but you've not been convinced of it enough. It's a basic truth that causes you to advance and prosper and be able to trust God and live by faith when when this process is active all the time. See, I'm born again not of incorruptible, but not corruptible but incorruptible seed the living word of God so I'm born again here spiritually but I'm being born again and renewed day by day by day determining on how much of the word that I put in me so if you put nothing in you then there's not going to be anything that comes out but you as so word in you, then what comes out of you begins to be changed, new ideas, new attitudes, things you know, that, that you used to do you don't do anymore. Why? Because the word is renewing your mind. And it's changing even your actions because you're, you, you're becoming more and more convinced of the process. You know, through the years, I've seen so many people try this and then quit because it got hard. And they just throw in the towel. Through the years, I've seen so many people begin to renew their mind, and then things got tough. See, like I told you earlier, things aren't going to get aren't going to get heated up until you start renewing your mind and you begin to change and you begin to help other people. Once you start doing that, all of a sudden, there's a bullseye right in the middle of your face, and the enemy's got he's got you in his sight. But when I trust God, what do I have? Shield of faith. Right? Shield of faith. I mean, I'm able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked. How many? Every. See? But, But I need the basics. I need to believe in the basics. I need to believe I'm born again. I need to believe in the renewing process. I need to believe in the basics so that faith is active. So every fiery dart that comes gets lodged in my shield. Hmm? So you spend your time pulling them out of your shield and throwing them away instead of pulling them out of your head. Right? Right? Because that's what we feel like sometimes. That's why faith has to be active. And we'll talk about that next week. Um, John 8 and verse 31. That's a great verse. John 8 and 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed, who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you abide in my word, one, one translation says, if you continue, I think it's the King James, it says, and you shall, you shall know the truth, it says, if you abide in my word, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, And you shall know that truth, and the truth shall make you free. Yeah, because the truth literally has already freed us. You don't become free one day when something gets manifested. You're already free. And and the more I believe that through my born-again experience where I was spiritually born again, the more I believe that my spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and that I'm in tune and connected to him, the more I believe that, the more I'll renew my mind, the more I'll stay with what the Word says. You know, when I was, I spent the last couple of days with just, you know, a lot of worldly stuff and talk and unbelief and a lot of just talk and trash and stuff, you know. And, uh, and, and, it, and it's good, you know. You, 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 I'm... I'm in the old days, I'm a good trash talker, you know. I can talk trash and do all this kind of stuff, and and you know, Paul said I become all things to all people that I will win some. And so, you know, I mean, when I get home today, I'm going home and watching Formula One. The the final race is today at two o'clock. It's on ESPN. I'm gonna go home and watch it. I'm gonna watch all the drivers that I learned about in the last couple of days. And then I'm going to call one of my brothers and act like I'm Formula One dude. Hmm? Remember the Dell dude? I'm the Formula One dude. Because I've learned it and I know about it and all that stuff, you know? But when you're in that kind of environment, you you got to come out of it. (laughs) As I was driving home yesterday, I mean, my mind was, you know? and, and, And I spent... Hour and a half driving from Austin to home, praying in other tongues and renewing my mind and declaring the word and getting my mind free and clear, see? Because you don't do that. You don't clear your mind from that stuff. Then all of a sudden, those things want to want to talk you out of what you're doing. Isn't it funny how you can look around and it looks like people that know nothing about God at times can appear like everything's right in their life? You know why? You know why? Because the world we live in and the spirit world that's connected to the world that we live in doesn't mess with people that aren't growing in God. Psalm 37 says, that don't be moved by people that are prospering in their way or they're, it seems like everything's good and everything's perfect. And it's not that you don't want things good for other people. Yeah, whatever. But sometimes your mind can think, you know, man... It just seems like things at different times can work against you, but it's because, it's because of what we're here for. You know, anybody ever felt like you ever been around someone that, that didn't have much understanding of the things of God and, and you were in their presence for a, for a time period? And you left there knowing. God revealing to you that their lives those people's lives will be different because of your presence there. No money can buy what the anointing can do in changing people's lives. Pe- people need me and you believing that this is real. And, 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 you know, in the last couple of days and a lot of the people that I, w- I was around, I mean, I, did, I didn't talk any word to anybody other than somebody that wanted me to pray for them. One of the guys wanted me to pray for him because my brother told this guy that I was a pastor. He says, man, I, I need prayer for this specific thing. So I was able to pray. But I didn't talk any word around these people. These people don't know nothing about the word. You know, I'm not hammering people because of the way they talk or the things that they do or anything else. I mean, they, they have no word. They have no revelation. They have no understanding. We just adapt to their life for a period. Then you have to disconnect from it and make sure you know who you are and clean your mind up and stay right so you can reconnect and be even that much more powerful. But they've got to be able to see something that's different. Amen? And if we just stay with the same filthy thinking, talking, weird attitudes, trying to relate to people, you don't have to relate to anybody. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. And you know what it does? Your life, just being you, not trying to be anything else or put anybody under anything, it brings conviction to people in a natural way. Huh? I mean, you know, around our house, we're not, we're not F-word people. You know, we don't use F-word every other word. But I got a lot of family that do. That's just their life. That's just the way. The, 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 no, they've not seen anything, and, and they don't even think about it. They, 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 they don't even think about it, and, and, but you get around, I get around them, and over time, it just gets less and less and less. And you know, all that says to me is, I mean, literally, don't let me cramp your style. I don't care what you do say or anything else. I, it doesn't mean nothing to me. I, I don't care anybody. But all that says to me is that I'm making a difference. Because they're sensing something. I didn't say anything. I mean, you know, I used to think it was almost sacrilegious to laugh at something that was not very nice, but was really funny. You know what I'm saying? You are you, been like that? I mean, it's really funny, but you're, I mean, it's like, what's God going to think if I laugh at something like that? I mean, I better, you know. And, and I thought, I mean, you, know, you can have your opinion about this, but I'm just talking about around certain people. I don't promote it. I don't promote that kind of thing. But I'm talking about being in an evangelistic time and season when, when you're walking into a situation where these people need to know God. And they need the presence of God, you know? And if we're so afraid to go into environments because of what other people do, I'm not, and I'm not condoning you go somewhere that, where you can't handle something. You need to be far enough along. You've been an alcoholic for 49 years, and you've been saved for two months, and you haven't had a drink in two months. I would not encourage you to go back to the bars. No. Don't let that be your evangelistic field. Did you hear what I said? I'm, I'm telling you. No, I'm not encouraging you. I'm telling you, don't go. Okay? But today, after many years of some of that kind of stuff being behind me, I can handle those kind of situations. But if I get overly confident in that and I don't separate myself and make sure I know who I am, then I'm no good for them. Do you hear what I say? So our lives have just got to be natural and normal and be able to connect with people no matter who they are, what they do, because everybody's a product of where they've come from. And if they don't have anything, if they don't have the seed of the word going on the inside of them, then they have no power to change. And you're not going to change them for pointing out their faults. you just run them away. There's people all over the planet that are just waiting for you and I to sow seed in their life. We're born again by what? Not corruptible seed, but incorruptible, the incorruptible living and active and, and powerful word of God. That's how we're born again. That's the way everybody else does. And the seed of the word won't come out of the clouds. Seed of the word's gonna come from your mouth and my mouth. Amen? So, that was number two. And number three is hearing the voice of God. And we've talked a lot about that in the last, this whole last year, but I'm just gonna refresh these two verses of scripture. John 16, in verse 5, says, this is Jesus telling his disciples, he says, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me where, I, where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him I will send the helper to you is what he's saying. And verse 13 says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Hearing the voice of the spirit, knowing that I'm born again, Allowing the seed of the word to renew my mind on a day-to-day basis as we've taught a lot about. And then being confident that the Holy Spirit is speaking things to us and revealing things that are to come. Revealing situations, you know, about other people and and just helping the world. And my focus, I mean, there's a lot of other things that, that the Holy Spirit represents, but my focus today is on helping other people. The future of Gates of the City is loving God and people and making disciples. And we've got to know that we're born again. We've got to be born again of, inc- of incorruptible seed, the seed of the living Word of God. And our minds have got to be renewed so that through that incorruptible seed, we can hear the Spirit of God tell us things that we need to know today and tomorrow and two years from now and every day that we exist. We've got to be able to hear the voice of the Spirit because if we are if we are hearing the voice of the Spirit on a regular basis because we work that out. Listen, I'll just say this, and I've seen this happen to me time and time and time and time again. When I go into a place where there's a lot of stuff and things that, that you deal with, and I, I love those places. I love to deal with people. I love unconventional Christian situations to walk into. I love it. But some of the best times I have with God is when I, when I come out of those and I separate myself with God as I begin to pray in the Spirit, I begin to value what I have. See, because when you get around people that are good people, you know, yesterday I was around a bunch of really good, good people They'd do anything. I mean, they give you their right arm, you know, and, and I'm telling you, I'm not saying that about anybody in here, but I'm telling you, some of those guys like that, I'd trust more than I'd trust a lot of Christians. But when I get in those environments and I get out of it, and I begin to pray in the Spirit, and and, and I'm hearing God speak to me, I realize what I have, and then I realize what they don't have, and you know what I'm able to do? Is pray for them and speak the word over them not criticize them, not judge them. He said, no, you don't judge other people. You leave the judge into God. But but I'm able to pray over them and speak the living word, the seed of the word that got me born again. Is, uh, if I'm praying and speaking that into the lives of people like that, what's going to happen to the seed of that word? The Bible says, that seed will not return void, but accomplish what I've set it out to accomplish. Wow. Man, I just... I I mean, since I was driving home yesterday, just found myself in a position, not just outwardly, I mean, maybe a few tears or whatever, but inwardly weeping for those people. Because they don't know what they don't have. And how in the world will they ever know what they don't have if they don't have the light coming into their life? And how many people around you just need the light? But I can't encourage you enough, just be. and you know what that's not easy for a lot of people a lot of people don't know who they are but you find out who you are when you get established in the fact that you're saved you're born again and you get established in the fact of the importance of the seed of the word I don't care what else you do or what else you listen to I had a guy one time tell me he said you know pastor I I really tried to renew my mind. I quit listening to honky-tonk music and, you know, I quit listening to this kind of music and that kind of music. And, and I, I did it really good for three weeks. You know, and he said, Ben, I've just I've fallen, I've fallen off the wagon is what he said. You know? And you know what I said to him? And, and there's a lot of guys that wouldn't encourage me to say this, or at least at one time. But I told him I said, you know what? I encourage you, go back and listen to your honky-tonk. Just listen to it. But just make sure that you put as much word in as you listen to honky-tonk. He goes, I never thought of that. And, and, and literally, over a period of time, this guy came to me and he told me this. I mean, he's not around anymore, but he came and he told me this. He said, you know, he said that really worked for me. Because he said, you know what, today, I really don't listen to much music like that because I don't want it because I've, I've developed an appetite for the Word. There's, that's what works, right? Now, it's gonna, now he's doing it because he wants to do it, not because he's thinking I'm going to be mad at him if he doesn't, you know? All he's going to do is listen to honky talk when I ain't around. <laughs> and there's no victory in that. I had a person last two days that smokes these little skinny cigars. And, and the guy asked me, he said, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'm mean, i not laughing at him, I'm just laughing. you know? And he looked at me and said, uh, he said, well, like, will I ruin your whole two days, me smoking these little cigars? And I said, I said, no. So why, why would that ruin my day? I said, I don't know. I mean, you don't smoke, I'm sure, right? Because, I mean, in his mind, my brother told him, I, and I tried to tell him, don't tell the guy I'm a pastor. Because then he'll freak out and he'll get all weirded out and all that kind of, just don't tell him that. And he gets out of his mouth. I mean, I just got through telling him. And then he looked at me and like this, you know. And I go, no, don't tell the guy I'm a pastor. They, they get all freaked out. But I, I, and, and so, so over the, the next two days, this guy was drawn to me because I didn't judge him about the things that he did. Oh, everything he drank or whatever he said or his mouth or anything. And, and he was testing me, you know, how they, they come at you with things and saying all kinds of stuff, trying to see what your reaction's going to be, you know? And you know what? And you can laugh with them. You can laugh. It, it, it's okay. It's just don't let it, don't. See, I mean, well, maybe you shouldn't, okay, but I can Okay, I'm just telling you what I can do. Okay, maybe you shouldn't. But I, I'm, not, I'm not using it as an excuse because I want to laugh. It's an evangelistic tool where I'm laughing so he's drawn to me. Then when I get by myself, I'm kind of, I feel like I got this rag of righteousness and I'm just kind of doing this and stuff, you know, in some of, the, in some of those things in, in where my thinking is concerned. You understand? But he don't see that. And I'm just saying it. I've, I, I, can't, I know what my past is like, my past is in my past, but I know what my past was like, and I know what tendencies can rise back in my life, and I can't allow myself to cross lines and stay crossed. So I can laugh with them, and I can do whatever, but under my breath even, I can be praying in other tongues. See, because I'm not laughing because I want to. Because my relationship with God, he's saying to me, you know, those things that used to be really funny to you, is that really funny? No, because of what of what, what it means to me today. You see, because some of the things that are being said means something totally different when, than when I was in that world. And I can't let that continue to stay with me and affect me. You hearing what I'm saying? And, and I'll just tell you right now, I mean... I'm learning today. I'm I'm still learning. Because you're always learning if you've got an ear for the Holy Spirit. Because he will tell you personally what what he wants from you and what he doesn't want. And you have to be willing to do it his way. You you hear what I'm saying? Because it it would really be easier if I just didn't go to places like that. Well, I could just talk myself out of, well, you know, there's just a bunch of devils there." There's a bunch of devils in the church, you know? I mean. I'm just saying, you know, in the, in the world of the church, there's all kinds of devils. That's why they, they spend more time in, they spend more time in churches than they do in bars, because of who they're after. right? So, we're keeping ourselves in a place where we're going to hear the voice of God so that we can be effective in the people that are coming our way. And we've got a world full of people. There's people in the United States of America, a bunch of them, know nothing about Jesus. Nothing. And I, I've said this before, but I'll just say it again. The Muslim religion is not taking over America. That's right. Okay? And if you if you're Muslim today, or you've been Muslim, or you know people that are, I got friends that are Muslim. You know, I'm just telling you. I don't care what some of the Christian people say that are, you know, telling us that by 2020, you know, it's going to be a Muslim country. Uh, not not why I'm here. Not why I'm here. And and I'm not talking about taking the government over. I'm talking about taking the people over. Right? I mean, I was in a group of people this. Last couple of days that have a lot of stuff and a lot of different ideas. But man, I sowed some seed of the incorruptible word. Wow! And I, I mean, this morning, I can, I can, I envision as I've been speaking the word over I've been with one of those, those plant, little water things. I'm just watering it. Just water that seed, water that seed. You know why? Because it's going to pop up. It's going to pop up. As I, was, oh, as I was driving home yesterday, I got a call about some freaky thing that happened to my brother-in-law. And, uh, and my brother called, and he just kind of threw in there. Well, you might just pray for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? If I'd have stayed at home in, in comfort zone... Ain't nobody gonna call me about that. They they wouldn't even think about calling. But because of the presence of Jesus through me was in their environment, my brother in law got, he he was tearing out sheetrock and stuff in a house he just bought that he's redoing to rent. And he was undoing, he was pulling pipe off with a big pipe wrench. and, And the pipe somehow underneath the sink. He unloosed it, and somebody just swung forward, he said, and he hit, and it, it took the pipe wrench and the pipe boom, and hit him right in the eye. And he said blood was everywhere. And they took him to the emergency room, and, and you know, and, and that's when my, my brother, that's my brother-in-law, and my brother called me and said, man, he's, you know, it, they got this blood everywhere. That they're really concerned, like he messed up his cornea or whatever, I think he said. And uh, I said, okay. He said, so if you think about it, pray. I said, I will. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll pray. And so we prayed. And I got a call back, and everything's fine. You know? And you know, my brother-in-law didn't even know I prayed for him. But my brother does. And he knows it's fine. And he may not, at the moment, it may not be computing, but it will. And then the next thing that happens, there'll be more desire for that. You know, and then other people want that. And then and and that's the way it works. I mean and I'm just telling you, I'm giving you my examples, but it's no different with you. All of us. That's the way it works. That's why we gotta hear the voice of God and know what God wants us to do. Amen? And I wanna end with this verse. And this is where we'll pick up next week. Second Corinthians five. If you have a Bible. And it'll be up on the screen. Um, Let's look at this together. Do you have that 2 Corinthians 5, real short verse? So, what we're going to talk about next week is is seven things that faith does. Okay? Now, notice this verse. This is one of the things that faith does. Activates. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And the word sight there is connected to the five physical senses. We walk by faith and not by what we see and hear and feel and taste and touch and and on and on. We walk by faith. So to walk by faith, you must believe that you're born again and you must understand that. And process that. You must believe in the incorruptible seed of the word of God renewing your mind. And you must believe that through the word of God, you have the ability to hear the word in the moment that God wants you to hear. And if those things are working, then, then we walk by faith and not by sight okay but what faith does as faith is coming and it's 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 coming and it's developing and we'll read these verses next week it's coming and it's developing by what we hear and then what we do with what we hear faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so as faith is coming then what's happening is we start walking out and stepping out in a faith situation okay and I, again i'm just I, I, it's good to have a visual of it what was it a uh, was it a faith step to go to the races yesterday yeah because that's not what I really that's not what my flesh I mean I I like races I like cars and motorcycles and things I I like it but that's not where I'd spend a lot of time you know and money and those kind of things for me for other people that's what it, it is but that's not where I would go but my wife and I, as we prayed about it, as I was invited to come, and, and I knew it. I mean, I knew it a year ago. But uh, as, I, as I was invited to come and we got closer, and, man, I started thinking, hey, you know, I'm just going to tell him this. and you no, know, So, so you, know, you don't have to figure things like that out. I began to pray in the Spirit. She and I got in agreement about it, and I knew I was supposed to go. And even leading up to the last couple of days, man, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. But I walked by faith and not by sight right? I walk by what God says and not how I feel in a situation and I step it out and I live it and and experience it and and I mean I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade anything for the last two days from my seat to my car was two miles walking so I just got in my exercises we walk fast you know we walk by everybody we just wow walking, had my walking shoes on, walk, walk, walk. Two miles there, two miles back to the car. Next day, two miles, two miles, and then I forgot something in the car, so it was two miles and two miles. And I was driving home thinking, I'm tired. (laughs) I wouldn't trade it for nothing and the opportunity that I had to allow the light of Jesus to shine. Why? Because I believe I'm born again, I've believed in the incorruptible seed being planted and renewing of my mind, and I believe I can hear the voice of God. And so as a result of it, I walk by faith and not by what I see, not how I feel, not what seems right. Can you say amen?